Father, in the name of Jesus, we gather here this morning, O oh God in heaven. Empty vessels asking that you would fill us up, O oh God in heaven. That Lord, you would fill us up with your presence. You will fill us up with your peace. You would fill us up with your joy. That every heaviness of heart is done away with. And that your name is glorified in the name of Jesus. Father, we bless your name, O God in heaven. To you be all the glory, O God. Blessed be your holy name, O God in heaven. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Sweet Holy Spirit, we acknowledge your presence in this place. We are asking that, Lord, you would minister to every heart that is present. That, Lord, you would prepare our hearts to receive your word. And that the entrance of your word would give us light. And that light will bring about understanding. That will bring about a change in our lives, O oh God. That our lives will reflect your glory in Jesus' mighty name. Holy Spirit, I ask that you will help me to speak your word, O oh God. Grant me utterance, O oh God, in heaven. That everyone who hears will be blessed. And that the name of Jesus Christ is glorified in Jesus' mighty name. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. God is good. Amen. Happy New Year for the second Sunday. Praise God. God has been faithful. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Uh, quickly, let's open our Bibles to the book of Matthew. We're carrying on from where we left off last Sunday. The book of Matthew, chapter 13. Matthew 13. And we're reading from verses 10 to 16. Matthew 13. We're reading. 16. Hallelujah. If you're there with me, say amen. Hallelujah. Perhaps you don't have your Bible or an app on your phone or whatever. It's legibly there on the screen. And in our usual manner, let's read together one to go. And the disciples came to him saying, Why do you speak to them in parables? He answered and said to them, Because it has been given to you to know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven. But to them it has not been given. For whoever has, to him more will be given, and he will have an abundance. But whoever does not have, even what he has will be taken away from him. Therefore, I speak to them in parables because seeing they do not see, hearing they do not hear, nor do they understand. And in them the prophecy is fulfilled, which says, hearing you will hear and shall not understand. Seeing you will see and not perceive. For the hearts of this people have grown dull. Their ears are hard of hearing. And their eyes have closed. Lest they should see with their eyes. And hear with their ears. Lest they should understand with their hearts. And turn so that I will heal them. But blessed are your eyes for they see. And your ears for they hear. For assuredly I say to you that many prophets and righteous men desired to see what you see and did not see it and to hear what you hear and did not hear it. May the Lord bless the reading of his word in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Um, for the sake of what we're discussing this morning, we're carrying on discussing the subject, God's system of advantage. Hallelujah. 
God's system of advantage. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. And I will kick off by saying that it has always been the intent of God and the design of God that at any point in time, you and I should never be left disadvantaged. Praise the name of the Lord. It has always been the sole purpose of God that his creation at no point in time should be left disadvantaged. Why? Because when you think about the concept of a disadvantage, you realize that someone is limited. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Take for example, perhaps someone here is blind. The truth is in the original design of God, it was never intended that the eyes would not see. Because when you have eyes to see, then you are able to accomplish or to go where you have ordained yourself to go. And so you realize that disadvantages in its design was to impede God's plan or divine purpose. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Disadvantages were originally designed to impede divine purpose. Someone here said that if you believe in God you are at no disadvantage in this life and a considerable advantage rather in the next it says if you do not leave but find in the next that there was a next it says that what you are most what unfortunate hallelujah praise the name of the lord in other words you understand that being in god in itself is what an advantage praise the name of the lord and this only confirms the fact that this was how god has always intended for this to be take for example you look at the beginning of creation here the bible says that god created man in the person of adam and the bible says in the book of genesis chapter 2 it says that the lord planted a garden eastward in eden and there he put man whom he formed and if you go to the verse 12 okay let me just for the sake of context read the verse 9 and it says and out of the ground the lord god every tree to grow that is what pleasant to sight and good for food say with me advantage praise the name of the lord you will see here that god created man but knowing fully well everything that man would need you know someone was saying this and they said that isn't it amazing that god provided everything that man would need before he created man praise the name of the lord in other words before the fall of man everything god created was designed for man's advantage praise the name of the lord the verse 12 says that and the gold of the land is good bedellium and the onyx stones are there and the verse 15 says then the lord god took man and put him in the garden of eden to turn and to keep it and the lord god the man of every tree of the garden you may freely eat but of the tree of knowledge of good and evil you shall not eat for in the day you shall eat it you shall what surely die hallelujah in other words advantages were implemented to enable adam fulfill his call on life praise the name of the lord hallelujah take for example for many of us here i'm aware that some of us are looking for jobs and for example you get the job of your dreams but however your employer does not provide you what you need to perform on the job praise the name of the lord that is what dead on arrival in other words it's only a matter of time before you're sacked Praise the name of the Lord. And so how much more God, that for everything God created, praise the name of the Lord, it has all 
been what? For the advantage of man. But something happened in the Garden of Eden. Praise the name of the Lord. Because you realize that the moment Adam disobeyed God, everything started working against him. Praise the name of the Lord. The moment Adam disobeyed divine order, the Bible makes us understand in the book of Genesis 3, it says that from the ground you shall till for your food. Praise the name of the Lord. And the Bible here says that what? Here it says, man became disadvantaged in the sense that he became vulnerable to the advances of the enemy. Praise the name of the Lord. And this is why the enemy laid claim on all of mankind. But thanks be to God that the story did not end that way. Because we know that the story changed the moment Jesus came on the scene. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Look at what the Bible says in the book of Luke chapter 4 verse 6. The devil tempting Jesus said that what? All Authority I will give you for and their glory, for this has been delivered to me, and I can give it to whomever I please. In other words, the devil was trying to make Jesus understand that what at the Garden of Eden a divine exchange took place. Not even divine exchange, but rather an exchange of power took place. Why? Because the authority that originally was in the presence of man, Bible said that what Adam gave it what to the devil on account of disobedience. And so for that reason, the devil had a claim over the affairs of man. But the Bible says that what the moment Jesus conquered the devil in the Garden of Eden. Sorry, in the wilderness rather. The Bible says that what? And from time. I like how the Amplified Version says it. It says that and from that time, Jesus began to preach and say, Repent. Change your inner self, your old way of thinking. Regret past sins. Live your life in a way that proves repentance. And it says, Seek God's purpose for your life. For the kingdom of heaven at hand. Praise the name of the Lord. And this led me to the conclusion that what? What the Garden of Eden was to Adam was what the kingdom of God is for the believer. Praise the name of the Lord. What the Garden of Eden was to Adam. In other words, in the Garden of Eden, Adam had all his needs fully met. It was never recorded in the scriptures that Adam sought God and said, God, there is something lacking. Praise the name of the Lord. And so you understand that when it comes to the context of the kingdom of God, that the reason why Jesus was saying, repent, for the kingdom of God is at hand, he was saying that what? A new Eden is here. And so therefore... Only those who enter the kingdom of God are allowed to experience what Adam experienced in Eden. Am I making sense? Praise the name of the Lord. And so when Jesus was saying to the disciples, like in the anchor text that we read, saying that to you it has been given to know what? The mysteries of the kingdom of God, but to them who are outside it has not been given. Why? Because mysteries are the systems of advantage for the believer. Praise the name of the Lord. Anything in the kingdom of God that distinguishes me from the unbeliever is what I class as my system of, of advantage. 
Praise God. Because at every point in time, the unbeliever must look at your life as a Christian and desire something unique in you. Such that at the point of them wanting you, they would realize that something is missing. The Bible says in the book of Hebrews 3, that it says that what? That through the church, the Lord would make known the manifold wisdom of God. Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. And so you realize that you and I are supposed to display the kingdom or the realities of the kingdom of God in this life. Such that when people see our lives, they would desire the same God that you serve. Praise God. I remember a time when I was sharing a testimony with a friend. And the guy said, um, are you sure it's the same God that we are serving? And I said, yes. And he said, you know what? If that be the case, you know, let your God be my God. Praise the name of the Lord. Because you see, God is looking for who he will showcase himself with. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. God is looking for men and women whom he would use to display his goodness on the earth. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. And so you realize that when Jesus was now saying that what? I give you the, I will give unto thee the keys to the kingdom of God. And whatsoever thou shalt find on the earth shall also be bound in heaven. And whatever you loose on the earth shall be loosed in heaven. In other words, what I'm trying to say here was that there are various advantages available to the believer. And that these advantages are unlocked with keys. Praise God. Hallelujah. That every advantage in the kingdom of God has a key to unlocking it. Praise the name of the Lord. I'll give you a good example. When it comes to the subject of prayer, prayer is a key. Praise the name of the Lord. As a matter of fact, in kindergarten school or primary school, um, they used to teach us a song saying what? Prayer is the key. Prayer is the master key. That Jesus started with prayer and ended with prayer. Prayer is the master key. And so you realize when the book of James, the Bible was saying that, is anybody afflicted? He was saying that the key to unlocking your health is that what? You pray. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Another mystery of the kingdom of God or a key in the kingdom of God is what? Giving. Praise the name of the Lord. The Bible said that there is him that what? Withholdeth and he has nothing. But there is him that scatters and what? He has more than he needs. Praise the name of the Lord. Another mystery of the kingdom of God is what? Is the mystery of joy. The Bible says in the book of Isaiah, it says that with joy, you shall draw water out of the wells of salvation. In other words, when you were saved, there was something that came with the package of salvation. Praise the name of the Lord. And so when you read the book of, um, I think it was Revelation chapter 5, from verse 10 to 12, it was saying that, and when he who was ready to open up the scroll, he has received unto us honor, power, riches, glory, and in, I think about seven or nine of them, of the benefits of salvation. But the Bible said that what the only way we can access those things must be what? On the premise of joy. Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. And so in our conversation this morning, you realize that when we talk about the subject of divine speed, divine speed is a system of advantage. 
praise the name of the Lord. I recall one time, yeah, I think it was last year, I think it was Sister Grace, sorry to put you on the spot. You know, she, she was given a testimony here and said that she started her job about six months into the job and she got a promotion. A promotion that someone who was on that same job took her 24 years to get to that same job. Praise the name of the Lord. Say with me what divine speed. Because these are the things that God has established. Because people must desire your God. Praise the name of the Lord. That's a true proof that you are a Christian. Praise God. People must what? Desire the same God you serve. Because how then do we prove that what we have is better? Praise God. The Bible says in the book of, I think it was 1 Kings chapter 18... Elijah went into contention with the prophets of Baal. How then do I prove that the God of Israel is the true God? He said that let's put our gods to a contest. Because that is what we are confronted every single day. Show me why I must leave your God and come... Why I must leave my God and come to your God. Praise the name of the Lord. And so you realize that it is not that God is not willing to display. It's only that there are not many people who are willing to comply with the demand for him to display himself. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. And so you realize that divine speed is a system of advantage established by God for two reasons so far. Number one is that it's supposed to compensate for lost time. Praise God for lost opportunities or lost realities. Why is this the case? You realize that, well, not all of us came into the kingdom of God at the same time. Praise the name of the Lord. Not all of us came to the kingdom of God at the same time. For some of us, we came to the kingdom of God when we were much younger. For some, it was at mid-level. For some, it could even be in the later ages of life. But you realize that for everyone, everyone has a unique assignment in God. And so you realize that how then do I catch up with what God has ordained me for, what God has ordained for my life? So that's why the Bible says in the book of Joshua chapter two, it says that when the Spirit of God shall come, it says, well, "I will restore unto you the years that the locusts, the cankerworm, the palmerworm, they are all eating." Praise the name of the Lord. Divine speed is a mechanism by God to restore lost time. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. But number two is that what? It is enables us to fast track the fulfillment of God's agenda for the coming of Christ is at hand. Praise the name of the Lord. For those of us who are very observant, you realize that in the kingdom of God, things are much easier in this dispersion than it was in the years past. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. I'll give you a good example. Take for example the redeemed Christian church of God. Uh, to the glory of God as a commission or as a global body, we are tagged as the fastest growing church in the world. Praise the name of the Lord. Now, you, I was telling my wife, on Friday, we had the um, Holy Ghost night. Praise God. And I was telling her that, do you know that this auditorium where they are having this service is three kilometers wide and three kilometers long? Praise the name of the Lord. And she was saying, oh, but what three kilometers? I said, okay, let me give you context. Three kilometers is about, say, give or take, 4.6 miles or give or take five miles. And so, from our house down to Audi, praise God. And where I live is, if I was going to walk it, it's about, say, 40 minutes to get home. 
praise God. And I said what? It's about four, same what? 4.6 miles wide and 4.6 miles long. Yet, the place is full to the brim. Praise God. People are coming in their droves to come and hear the gospel. Why? Because God has to institute such things now. Because he knows that the kingdom of God, Jesus, is coming sooner than we think. Praise the name of the Lord. And so you realize that in these last days, in these last days, in this dispensation, things will be done quickly. That's why I like the passage we read in the book of Amos, chapter 9. It was saying that it's happening that your mind cannot even comprehend it. That you look here, you see blessing, blessing, blessing. But the truth is, many of us are accustomed to the thought that when we think about blessing, is that I have no bills to pay any longer or i have enough money to pay my bills or that you know um i can fly first class don't get me wrong all those things are pecks of you being blessed but the essence of the blessing is not for you is that god would display his goodness through you praise the name of the lord hallelujah and so you realize that in this day and age things will be done so quickly that's why you hear somebody, you know, yes, I think it was on Saturday or Friday, I was hearing a testimony of a lady who got a job. She's a Christian, and that all of a sudden, she was up for promotion, and the promotion that she, that she got, from just mid-level, she got to C-suite, and her salary is, I mean, she said that what she's on as a salary, it will years in that career to earn such a money. Praise God. Now, the testimony is not the salary. Praise God. The testimony is that God has put her in a place where God can use her for his bidding. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Because many times we are so fixed on the salary. Oh, I've got a big pay package. But that's not the essence. That's just a byproduct. The relevance of it is that she's now positioned in a place where God can use her to influence matters concerning the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. And so don't be surprised in this generation coming, you'll be seeing young believers doing things that you have not even imagined before. Praise God. It is not because they are special. We are just privileged. Praise God. We are privileged to be in this dispensation where things are done what? So quickly. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. And so what then is divine speed? I said here that divine speed is when the hand of God or will of God enables an individual to accomplish what ordinarily would have taken years to accomplish. Praise the name of the Lord. I need to drive this home. The essence of that accomplishment is not you. Praise God. The essence of that accomplishment is not you. I need, it, I need us to drive it home. As in, as it's, it's so critical in us understanding the concept of, of divine speed. Praise God. It's like a pipe that passes water. Praise God. The pipe by default will get wet. Praise God. But the essence of the pipe is to convey water from one end to the other. Praise God. You and I are like the pipe. We would get wet nonetheless. Praise God. But the essence of it is that what God will what? Do what he needs to do quickly. Quickly. 
Because the truth, I say it again, Jesus is coming sooner than we think. Praise God. And so for that reason, things must be done what? As a matter of haste. Look at example here in the context of divine speed. First Kings 18 verse 46. It's a popular scripture that we all know. The Bible says that what? And the hand of God came upon Elijah. Praise God. And Elijah outran the chariot of Ahab. Remember, Ahab was ungodly. The Bible said that Ahab had done much tragedy than his forefathers. Praise God. So in other words, when it comes to people who are being bad, there was nobody who was better than Ahab. Praise God. Allow me to use that word, better. You know, I think it drives home the, <laughs> the point. Praise God. But yet, when the hand of God came upon Elijah, I like how the Amplified Version says it. It says here that the hand of the Lord came upon Elijah, giving him supernatural strength. He girded up his loins and outran Ahab to the, to the entrance. It says what? Nearly 20 miles. Again, for the sake of context, right? From Swansea to Cardiff, it's about give or take 46 miles. So, from here to Bridgend. And mind you, Ahab left way before Elijah. So, what is God trying to make us understand? That in this day and age, we will be accomplishing remarkable things. Praise God. And if you bring it down to the context of the day that we live in, you'll be seeing Christian media companies who are out billboards that we know today. Praise God. It is not because of the individual. You are only privileged to be in that position. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. You will see doctors who are in the medical field bringing up remarkable discoveries beyond their contemporaries. Why? Such that when they ask you, how did this thing come about? You would have no choice but to say what? It is by my God. Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. And so we begin to look there. Now, what then are the criteria for divine speed? Praise God. What then are the criteria for divine speed? For science, we know that when it comes to the formula for speed in science, we are told that the formula is distance divided by time. Praise the name of the Lord. That's how we are able to establish how fast an object moves. But you see, in the kingdom of God, the equation for divine speed is that number one, you must have vision. Praise God. You must do what? You must have what? A vision. If I was to ask now, what does vision mean to you and I? You would say sight, ability to do what? To see. Praise God. It is tragic for you to be running fast and cannot see where you're going. Praise God. I remember one time when um, in Nigeria, pardon me, perhaps you're not Nigerian, but I, I think for those who live around that area, you'll understand. Particularly um, around, um, I think it was from Lagos to Benin Expressway. There was a time when it was very popular that if they wanted to, if arm robbers wanted to accost you, they'll start throwing eggs on your, on your windscreen. Praise God. And the mistake you would make is to put on your wiper. Praise God. Because the moment you do that, your windscreen is what? Blood. Now, guess what? No matter how fast you match your accelerator, 
Except God has mercy on you, you will crash. Praise the name of the Lord. And so you realize that when it comes to divine speed, it's not how fast, but it's what? How well you can see. Praise the name of the Lord. Because only those who are able to see. That's why Jesus was saying that blessed are your eyes. Because what? They can what? See. That you are able to perceive what God is doing in the now. I was talking to Pastor Mike in Elim some time ago. And he was just explaining the concept for me. And he says, you know, that he's so happy that so many churches are growing in Wales and everything. And he said something very profound. And he said that, you see, that when the tide at sea rises, every boat that is at sea does what? Will rise with the tide. You don't need to do what? Anything. Praise God. And so when it comes to the subject of divine speed, so long as you are in the water, the divine speed is God causing the water or the waves to move. All you need to do is just to enter. Praise God. But you see, that entering is based on you to discern. A good example is the man at the well who was sick for 38 years. The Bible said that at a specific time of the year, the angel will come to stir the water. And he says, whoever enters first, praise God. And my question is, the person who enters first, how did they know that the angel was going to stir the water? Praise the name of the Lord. It's all about what? Perception. It's all about our ability to see. Our ability to uh, to see. So all throughout this month, this is all that I'll be discussing. That what vision plus commitment plus the hand of God is what qualifies us for what? Divine speed. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. That we must have vision. We must be committed to the vision. And then the hand of God resting upon us. That is what makes the difference. If any of these three is missing, there is no guarantee of divine speed. Praise God. Because every example in scripture, praise God, had these criteria met. Praise God. Hallelujah. Okay? And so then, what then is vision? We begin to expansiate. I said here that in the agenda of God, there are two categories of vision. Number one is the corporate vision. is the overarching vision, which is simply means that what? That all men be saved. Praise God. That is God's overarching vision. Every single thing we do in the kingdom of God, whether it be singing, whether it be dancing, whether it be music, whether it be cooking, whether it be baking, call whatever it is, everything that God is doing now is that what? All men be what? Saved. Because it does not give God delight that somebody goes to hell. Praise the name of the Lord. And for example, you know, God forbid, it has never happened. My wife bakes sometimes. Now, you could imagine when she bakes a cake, as the creator of that cake, all of a sudden she just uses her hand just to put it on the floor. Praise God. So you realize that it doesn't give God delight that somebody dies in sin. It's only natural. And so he's instituting any shape or form, any way. The bottom line is that what? I want my people to be saved. Praise God. Hallelujah. Isn't it amazing that the music of nowadays, the Christian music, is only those who are not perceiving that would think, oh, this young generation's Christian music, there's no spirit in it. No. 
You need to see beyond what is happening. Praise God. Hallelujah. Because God is after the heart of this generation. And so that's the corporate vision. But the essence of this conversation is where it relates to you and I. Praise God. And that is the individual vision. Praise God. Because you realize that what? For a corporate vision to be made manifest, there must be individual responsibilities in that vision. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. It's like a football team. The overarching agenda, like my club now, Arsenal, praise God. You see, the Bible says, do not despise the days of little beginnings. <laughs> praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. You know, those that have mocked us are now laughing with us. So God is really good. Hallelujah. But back to the conversation. You know, it's like a football team. Praise God. And you realize that what? The essence of that team coming to the pitch is to win. I'm not coming to entertain you. The reason why I wore my kit is to do what? To win. So if my agenda is to win, then I must realize that what? Even if I take a player and say, you know what? Ordinarily, you are a striker. But if we're going to win this game, you must play left back. Then you are willing to suspend your personal agenda for the overarching vision of that team. Because guess what? When we win, what? Everybody is what? Happy. Praise the name of the Lord. When we win, what? Everybody is what? Happy. And that is what God wants us to do here. And so when they talk about individual vision, I say that it is the ability to see or to perceive one's unique role and responsibility in the corporate vision. There is something unique God wants you to do. I don't care your gender, your tribe, or your political leanings. There is something unique God wants you to do. Praise God. Hallelujah. There is something unique because I'm saying this for those who perhaps you have grown up in an environment where you are made to be feeling worthless. There is something unique God wants you to do. Praise God. For example, for me, I hate flies. I don't like flies for any reason. But I always have to remind myself they have something unique to do here on the earth. I don't know what the reason is. God, God, God's, God's wisdom knows. But if I had my way, there would be no flies. <laughs> Praise God. Hallelujah. Because that they exist, they prove that there is a need. Praise God. And so that you are still here is a proof that there is what? A need for you on this earth. Praise God. Because God is in the business of using his people. Praise God. Okay? And I say all this because you realize this, that this is why the devil's main agenda is blindness. Praise God. If the devil can cause you not to see, he has succeeded. Praise the name of the Lord. Remember, Paul was saying that if our gospel is veiled, remember, the Bible said that what? I am not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ because it is the power of God unto salvation. In other words, anybody who comes in contact with the gospel of God by reason of this design was to change your life. It's like knife. The essence of knife is to cut. Praise the name of the Lord. And so for every time the gospel is preached, the original design of the gospel is to establish or to administer salvation. But Paul here is saying that if the gospel that we preach is veiled, it says that what? It is veiled only to 
conversation. You know, someone asked me a question within the week. I said, but pastor, what if, how would you say, why would Jesus say that, you know, that seeing they will not see, in hearing they will not hear, in understanding they will understand. After all, the intention of God was that everybody be saved. And the answer is in this scripture. Because you see, the reason why Christ was preaching that scripture was to make you understand the need why you must desire sight. Praise God. Because the devil's agenda at any point in time is that if I can keep them blind, if I can keep them blind, I've succeeded in everything I'm supposed to do. And so here, Paul is saying that, but if our gospel is veiled, it is veiled to those who are perishing. He says that what? Whose minds the God of this age has what? Blinded. Who do not believe, lest the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine on them. Praise the name of the Lord. Praise the name of the Lord. And so you realize that what you and I must contend for sight. We must contend for sight. Praise God. Look at what Paul here was saying. So Paul was saying that, that the reason why I have come... Let me explain it here. It says here that what? To me, Ephesians 3 says to me, who am less the least of all the saints, that this grace was given, that I preach to the Gentiles the unsearchable riches of Christ. And to do what? To all. Do what? See. So the reason why you have come to church today is that by the grace of God, I will help you to see Praise God. Because when you see, your life begins to change. The prodigal son could not see who he was. But the Bible said that a time came when he came to his senses. And the Bible said that he said that even the servants in my father's house don't even eat what I eat. So for that reason, I must do what? I must return. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. So then, how then do we receive vision? How then do we receive vision? Number one is that if you must have vision, you must what? Be in the word of God. Praise God. This is the most sure way. Because had the word of God not been present, there is possibility for division. Praise God. Because everybody will be free to say, you know what? Okay, a good example. There are some people who are killing people because they are, that they are serving God. Praise the name of the Lord. There are some people who their agenda is that I want to kill people because what? I am doing the work of God. Praise God. But however, God has given us his word. That through his word, we are able to vet the authenticity of our vision. To prove whether truly, if this thing is from God. And so the Bible says in the book of Hebrews 10 verse 7, it says that what, lo, I come because it has been written of me in the volume of books. There is something unique written of you. Praise God. How do I know? Every time you read the scripture, you see, this is why the Bible is so amazing. There is no place in the Bible that says Jeffrey Sofo is called to be a pastor. No. But you see, when I read the scriptures, 
the scriptures begin to communicate to my spirit the things that God will have me do. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. So, for example, if the Bible is talking about singing, praise God. I cannot sing, so it doesn't appeal to me. Praise the name of the Lord. But there are certain things that when I'm reading the scriptures, praise God, it's, it's like when the Bible said that when Mary came in contact with Elizabeth, the Bible said that the womb, the child in her womb leaped. Praise God. And so the scriptures, the Bible said that the word that, the word that I speak to you are spirit and their light. So this essence of scripture is to communicate to my spirit the things that God will have me do. Praise the name of the Lord. Number two is that what vision comes by what? Association. Praise God. The popular saying that says that who you keep company with determines what accompanies you. Praise the name of the Lord. And so Jesus said to the disciples, he says, follow me and I will do what? I will make you. And that scripture was fulfilled when you read Acts 4 verse 13. It says that by the reason of how they spoke, they knew that they had spent time with Jesus. Little wonder when Jesus left, they were willing to carry cause because they were able to see their role in God's agenda. Praise the name of the Lord. And so my question to you this afternoon is, can you see yourself in what God is doing? Because if you can't, then you are blind. Praise God. You must be able to see yourself in what God is doing today. Because only then are you able to plug in. Praise God. Hallelujah. Number three is by dreams. We know that in the story of Joseph. Genesis 37, the Bible will not let us read it in detail. But we know how the story goes. That Joseph was able to see God's idea for his life. Because the Bible said that what? And to you, the sun and the moon and stars will bow to you. And eventually that dream came to pass. All I'm trying to make us understand today is simply this. My brothers and my sisters, in this year, 2023, let your prayer be, Lord, open my eyes to see. Praise God. Open my eyes to see because it gives you a focus for your life. We can't afford to run this year the way we did last year. Because if we do that, 2023 will end the same way 2022 was. Praise the name of the Lord. So we must contend for what? Sight. That Lord, why did I get married? Lord, why are these children in my life? Lord, why am I in Swansea? Lord, why am I in the place of Victory Church? I could have been anywhere, but why am I here? Because only then are you able to be what? Useful in the hand of the master. And so look at what the Bible says in the book of Jeremiah. God was speaking to Jeremiah here, Jeremiah chapter 1, from verse 11 to 12. It says, the word of the Lord came to me saying, Jeremiah, what do you see? Praise God. Jeremiah, what do you see? And I said, I see the branch of an almond tree. Then the Lord said to me, you have what? Seen well. This is my desire for this year, that God, I want to see well. I want to see well. At every point in time, God, I want to see well. Because only when I'm able to see well, then I'm able to give the correct, the correct response to a situation. Praise God. Hallelujah. And look at what the Lord said here, that 
you have seen well, for I am actively watching over my word to fulfill it. Therefore, until you see it, I cannot do it. Praise God. Until you see it, I this is why the devil does not want to see it. Praise God. Because there is a difference between mental assent and revelational knowledge. Praise God. Revelation knowledge is that I cram the scripture. The Lord is my shepherd. But revelation is when God begins to interpret that scripture to you. Because when you see it, when you see it, then God is committed to doing it. Praise God. And so you realize that when you see well, it has no choice but to go well. Praise the Lord. When you see well, this year has no choice but to go well. Because as you see it, God is doing it. Look at the man that Jesus encountered in Mark 8, as I said to round up. It says, Jesus encountered a man in Mark 8, 24-25. He says, he looked unto him and said, I see people, they look like trees walking around. Once more, Jesus put his hand on the man's eyes. Then the man's eyes were opened. His sight was restored and he saw everything clearly. Praise God. Because many a times we will settle for partial vision. Praise God. As long as I can see with one eye, that's enough. Praise God. But God wants us to see what? Clearly. Because when we see partially, it seems like God is lying. Because the full delivery of what we have seen is not coming to pass. Praise God. And so this is what we must end up in praying. And as I round up, it says, vision is the ability to see God's presence, to perceive God's power, to focus on God's plan in spite of the obstacles. Because whether I like it or not, this year, challenges must come. Praise God. Challenges must come. But you see, challenges are what makes champions. That's why, as part of our confession for this year, we say that by my God, I run through a troop. I run through a wall. Every challenge that has been set against me this year, I overcome them by the Spirit of God. Because that's what makes you a champion. That's what will distinguish you from the others. That's what will separate Elijah from the prophets of Baal. That when others begin to see your life, they have to ask you, how did you do this? Praise the name of the Lord. So let's bow our hearts to pray. That all you are asking God this afternoon, Lord, open my eyes to see. That Father, in the name of Jesus, you see the Bible says that when hands were laid by Ananias on Saul, the Bible said that what scales fell down from his eyes. That Father, in the name of Jesus, we are asking you today that if there is anything we desire most, oh God, in this year is that you will open our eyes to see. Let us be men and women of deep understanding that were able to interpret the handwritings on the wall, that were able to be like the sons of Issachar who understood the times and knew what Israel ought to do. That Father, in the name of Jesus, we are asking, oh God, that you would eliminate every impediment, every speck in our 
bones. Those specks could be tradition. Those specks could be hurt. Those specks could be strife, offense in the place that we are. That Lord, oh God, help us, oh God, that you open our eyes that your name be glorified in heaven. Blessed be your holy name, O God, in heaven. In Jesus' mighty name. Finally, a proof that you can see is that you will accept Jesus as your Lord and personal Savior. Because the Bible said that if our gospel is veiled, it's only veiled to them who are perishing. But God forbid that you will be counted in the number of those who are perishing. So perhaps you believe that your eyes have been opened today and you would want to make Jesus the Lord of your life. Why don't you pray with me, Lord Jesus? Forgive me of my sins. Cleanse me with your blood. Grant me the privilege to walk in the realities of the new creation. I acknowledge that you died for my sins and on the third day you rose again. I confess you as my Lord and my personal Savior. In Jesus' mighty and matchless name. Amen. Praise the Lord.